Welcome back to Sister Alley Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And my name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host on today. Listen, today we are going to take a break from the Inside Source, which is a series of my testimony, my story that has been uh going back let's say four years now and about to hit the five-year mark so we are going to take a break from the inside source and we are going to have a throwback moment listen i was uh communing with god or meditating on the word of god and the things of god and the lord brought back to my remembrance a word that I penned back in 2007. Listen, the original notes are dated 6 of 2007 and it is called Embrace the Call. The call is the call of God. And listen, this is a relevant word in this day and age. And I also want to tell you that um, I did have to add to these notes, <laughs> but we will read at some point the original text that was written back in June of 2007. Now, the original scripture comes from Jeremiah, the first chapter. Yes, we love Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 through 10, 17 through 19. Now, the like I said before, the title is Embrace the Call. And, and what does embrace mean? Embrace means to readily accept, to take in mentally. So we want to embrace, we want to readily accept the call where God is calling us. Now, just a little bit about Jeremiah the prophet since we're coming from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was reluctant to do God's will, but he did it anyway. The book of Jeremiah gives us a glimpse of his mindset. He wanted to uh, keep quiet, but God's word was in him like a fire, as of a fire shut up in his bone, as we quote so readily. Now, Jeremiah was branded as a traitor by his people. He was branded as a traitor. He endured persecution and affliction. However, he was courageous and he never wavered from the ministry of God. Even though Jeremiah's relationship with God was a thunderous relationship and he accused God of being unreliable and God offered him no sympathy in that. <laughs> but their relationship that they formed was one of the best examples in the Bible of what it means to follow God regardless of what is going on round about you. Listen, let me explain this a little to you. The book of Jeremiah has six confessions within it, or laments if you will, that provide us an insight into the personal and spiritual struggles that Jeremiah experienced as the result of his call to the prophetic ministry. Listen, in chapter one, God made several promises to Jeremiah when he called him. However, over the course of Jeremiah's ministry, Jeremiah came to believe. Now listen, he came to believe within himself that the promises that God had promised him were not kept. My God from Zion, has anybody ever felt like that? That God said such and such and five or six years later, it is still, it is still not have come to pass. Well, that's how Jeremiah felt over the course of his ministry. Over time, Jeremiah believed that the promises that God told him were not kept and what he believed to be broken promises became the source of his pain and his torment actually when we don't believe the promises of God we when we don't take it in account when we don't wait on God my God from Zion when we take it upon ourselves to say that God, what God promised me has not come to pass yet. Therefore, I'm not going to believe that they are coming to pass. Yep. I say that would be the source of our pain and our misery. Yes. 
But okay, now we're going to just move right along because that's enough of talking about Jeremiah. But listen, Jeremiah, he, regardless of how he felt, he continued to walk in the call that God had called him to. Now, Jeremiah, he feared death and he was very weary of ridicule. He hated standing along against the crowd, the people that came up against him, his own people. Yet he obeyed God and he preached his word, which in the end, the word of God proved to be true. Listen, I don't care what nobody say. God's word is going to accomplish that. What, what it went out to, what God sent it out to do, it's going to accomplish that. Regardless of what goes on, regardless of how long it takes, it will accomplish what God pleased. Jeremiah spoke a hopeless message in a depressing time, which reminds us that God's word is not always comforting. It is not always encouraging. However, in the end, God's word will speak truth. And we can see that. Uh, we can go and read it in Habakkuk verse, uh, chapter 2, verses 2 through Two verses two and three so we can go there and we can read what God has to say about his word it shall speak it may take some time it may tarry but it shall speak and what will it speak it will speak the truth regardless of what's going on in this world now listen God is calling his prophets today he's calling his preachers he's calling his teachers for this day and this time here in the 20th century. Listen, the Bible tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. We can read that in Matthew uh, chapter 22 and verse 14. Let's go to Matthew and let's see what Matthew 22, and we're going to start at the first verse and go down to the 14th verse, has to say about many are called, but few are chosen because God is calling his people in this day and time. But listen, there's some that God is not choosing to go and do his will, to preach, to teach, to prophesy, to lead the people. Yes, a lot are called. Let's, let's go to Matthew chapter 22, and we're going to start at first verse. Now listen, Jesus is speaking a parable where he likens the kingdom of heaven to a wedding banquet a king is having a wedding banquet for his son and we can notice because this is a parable we can notice that the king is God the son is Jesus and we us are the bride we are the bride of Jesus Christ and the king sent his servants out to call the guest those that were originally invited those that were originally called come on somebody hear me today they were originally invited to the feast they were originally called to the wedding to the banquet but what did they do they refused to come you can read this in Matthew 22 they refused to come they refused to accept the invitation they refused to turn away from their sin refused from doing their wickedness those that he's called that are in the world or those that are in the church, they refuse to let go of religion and do things the way that God would have them to do. They prefer to do it their way. Listen, they ignored and they mistreated the servants that the king had sent out and they even killed some of them. And this made the king very angry to the point where he sent his army Hear me, the king was so angry, he sent his army to kill these men and to destroy their city. Come on, somebody. We don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God. Now listen, God is calling. But those that he originally called, they're refusing to do his will. They're refusing to accept the invitation, just as Jeremiah did. Jeremiah accepted. He, he was reluctant, but he accepted the invitation. Why? Because he was called, and I'm getting ahead of myself. He was called from his mother's womb. 
But listen, the king was angry. He sent his army and he killed those men and he destroyed their city. They ignored, they mistreated, and they killed. Hear me. The called, the original invited individuals, the original called individuals. Now we can get deep in this, but I'm just skimming across it right now. But we can go deeper, but we're not going to do that today. The original individuals that he called, that he invited to the banquet. What did they do? They ignored the call. They mistreated his servants and they even killed them. Is this not the time that we're living in somebody? Somebody help me. Is this not the time that we're living in? Listen, you don't have to kill somebody outright. You don't have to put a gun to somebody and kill them. You don't have to take out a knife and kill them. You can kill them with your tongue. You can murder with your tongue. We talked about that in the book of James. Go back and listen to the series, the book of James, and, and hear what the word of God has to say about the tongue. You know, the tongue is has to be in a cage. The tongue is in a cage of teeth and lips. Because the tongue can wreak havoc and it can destroy. It can actually kill somebody. Take away their life. You can murder with the tongue. Listen, these people, they ignored the call. They mistreated the servants that were sent out to call them, invite them in to the banquet because the bank, it was ready. The time was set to sit down and eat. They ignored them, they mistreated them, and they killed them. My God, from Zion, we're going to move on because I can get into that. Then the king sent his servants into the streets. Yeah. If the original called, the in, original ones that were invited, turn away from God or turn away from the king in this instance, it's just a parable, but we know we're talking about God. God say, okay, I want you to go out into the streets to those who were not quote unquote conditioned by the church. Go to those that are the ones who have been through some hard knocks. Go to the ones who have not lived a sheltered life. Go to the ones who are streetwise. I want you to go to these that are not easily shaken, that are not easily broken. Why? Because they lived a hard life. They know what it is to live on the streets. They know what it is. Oh my God, from Zion. Let me, let me calm myself down. I'm getting too excited about it because I don't want to go into this because we got a ways to go. Listen, I want you to go out into the streets this time. And anyone you find, that means anyone who is willing to accept the invitation, both good and bad. This is what the scripture tells us. Read Matthew 22. He said both good and bad. Anyone who will accept the call. Come on somebody. Embrace. We, we're talking about embracing the call of God on today. But remember, regardless of who we are and where we come from. When we accept the invitation, when we accept the call, when we embrace the call. Preparation is still required. We still have to prepare ourselves for what God is calling us to. We still have to repent. We still have to pray. We still have to fast. We still have to read the word. Whatever it takes, we still have to do what God is calling us to do in order to uh, listen. To gain access to the banquet. We still 
have to do what is required to enter in at the gate. Come on, somebody. We can read about um, this with the wise and the foolish versions. You can go to Matthew 25, 1 through 13. And you can see how preparation was key to entering, entering into the marriage. Come on, somebody. Yes, we still have to prepare. But listen, we must have on the garments required by the king, which is actually given to us by the king. According to Matthew 22, the king gave these that were in the streets. You don't have to come to God all polished and conditioned. You come to God just as you are. And he will give you your garment. Just like he did here in Matthew 22. Listen, God is calling his people. He's calling his preachers, his teachers. He's calling his prophets. He is calling those who are willing to accept the invitation to go forth and do his will. Listen, the harvest is great and the labors are few. Most of the church world is stuck in cycles of religion from my point of view. Let me reiterate, let me say that again. Most of the church world, from my point of view, is stuck in cycles of religion. Listen, I came from there. I came from religion. I felt like I was a religious individual. Now that my eyes have been opened, I was religious. Most of the church world, I'm going to say it again, is stuck in in cycles of religion stuck in program mode my god from zion stuck in blessing mode stuck behind the four walls stuck in who can preach the best or has the word of the hour most of the church world is stuck in cycles of religion and that's from my point of view from my experience i'm not talking about nobody else i'm talking about myself what I have experienced. While the world is dying at the hands of the enemy, listen, the devil is literally killing God's people. I mean, with physical death, let alone spiritual death, physically killing God's people. And listen, I'm weary of such things. Yes, I am. I am weary of such things and I do not want to go back to that same old humdrum same cycle cycles of religion I want to see the manifestation of the power of God as it is in the book of 2 Chronicles 5 13 through 14 let's go there I want to read this to you so you can understand or you can hear what I'm actually talking about. The Bible, 2 Chronicles, hear me, chapter 5, start at verse 13 and 14. It says, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were, were as one. Listen, hear me, they were on one accord. They were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice, hear this. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good. My God from Zion. This is what I'm talking about right here. He is good for his mercy endureth forever. That then, come on somebody, they were on one accord. They were praising and thanking the Lord. They were using, lifting up their voice, using their voice with the instruments, the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music. Praising and saying for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. And the Bible said, and then the house was filled with smoke, a cloud. Come on. 
King James Version. And then the house was filled with a cloud. Come on, somebody. This is what I'm talking about. Even the house of the Lord. So that the priest, hear me. So that the priest could not stand to minister. Why? By reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord himself had filled the house of God. Come on, somebody. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I want to see. Listen. Listen, I heard the, the woman of God, and I'm going to name drop on today. I heard the woman of God, Prophetess Tiffany Montgomery, ask a question. She began to say, who is on the Lord's side? Are you willing to answer the call like Jeremiah did, regardless of how you feel? Regardless of what will come up against you? Regardless, will you be the one? Who is on the Lord's side or will you be like the scribes and the Pharisees that Jesus talked about in Matthew 23 and 13? Come on, let's go there. We're going to Matthew 23 and 13 because we do not want to be like these scribes and these Pharisees. Listen, in Matthew 23 and 13, Jesus said, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Listen, Jesus was on a roll here in Matthew 23. He took out the belt and he was coming into contact with those legs. Listen, they were getting a whooping by Jesus the Christ the son of the living God. Jesus was tired of the foolishness, the foolery of the religious folks. Come on, somebody. I want you to read Matthew 23. And I want you to feel the frustration in Jesus' voice. Listen to his tone of voice. Listen, this man died for our sins. How, how can we say no to him? And we can hear it in Jesus' voice here in Matthew 23. The frustration. Yes, we want to be on the Lord's side. Yes, we do. And we want to experience God the Father coming down in a cloud. The glory so strong that the priests, the ministers, couldn't even stand to minister. We want to see that. God is the same God today as he was yesterday, as he is forevermore. God is the same God. And he did it back then. We can say in the book of Chronicles, if he did it back then in that day and that time, what makes you think that he cannot do it today? But we, the people of God, we got to have the mindset. We got to come out of a religious mindset. We got to say we are going to do the will of God as he has told us to do it. We are going to choose God. We are going to be on the Lord's side. Yes, we are now. While I was thinking on this message, my God from Zion, this is the added portion. I haven't even gotten to the actual notes from 20, 2007. But listen, while I was thinking on this message, I wonder why did I say no? And why did I run from the call of God? Hear me. While I was thinking about this message, just pondering, just meditating on the call of God, embracing the call, doing the will of God, uh, where this time God needs hands and feet. He needs a mouth, somebody to proclaim the gospel. He needs another Moses. Come on, somebody. He needs another David. He needs another Paul. He needs another Esther. He needs another Deborah. Come on, somebody. He needs another Jeremiah. 
If God gave these people the tenacity, the gall, the strength, the zeal to do the things that they did back in those days, in those times when they were actually killing Christians because of their belief. Don't you think he can give we, us, here, now, in this day, in this age, the same mindset? Yes, he can. He is the same God of those back then. He is that same God. Now listen. I wondered and I pondered on it and I thought about it. Why did I say no? Why did I run from the call of God? Because I already knew that I was called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I knew that from early on. I knew I was called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So why did I run? Was it ideologies, ideas, fanciful speculations, opinions that go about within the church? Was it church propaganda? A systematic promotion of particular ideas, doctrines, practices, etc. To father one's own agenda or to damage somebody else's agenda. Was it that? Hmm. Let me think about this. Or was it church politics? You know, political government, political affairs, methods, tactics, etc. Political correct. Everything that comes out of your mouth has to be politically correct. Or was it laziness? No eager or willing to work or exert oneself. Was it that? Was it fear? Was the feeling of anxiety and agitation caused by the presence or nearness of danger, evil, or pain. Was that what ran me? Was it people? Hmm. The thoughts of others towards me. Towards what I do. How I act. How I carry myself. Was it people? Hmm. Or was it rebellion? A definite defiance of or opposition to any authority or control. Was it rebellion? Was it exposure? Exposing myself to others, others knowing my level of knowledge of God or the spiritual realm, the level that I'm on. Was it exposure? Because listen, I was religious back then. Did I want others to know the level of knowledge that God had given me or that I had come into? Was it exposure that made me run? Or was it weariness, being weary, weary? No more liking, no more patience, no more tolerance, no more zeal. Toward the church, toward the gospel, toward the things of God. Just weary and well-doing, if you will. Was it weariness? What made me, or why did I run? Why did I say no and I ran from the call of God? Well, because I know I love God. I've always loved God. But what was it? And as I begin to think on it, I believe it was a portion of all of it. Every last point that I just spoke on, I believe it was a portion of all of it at some point in time. I also believe that the major reason was people. When I think back on it, the major reason was people. I simply believed the report of others rather than believing the report of the Lord.
the scripture says, whose report will you believe? And in, in this time and instance, and the reason I ran, I turned the other way, is because I allowed myself, with the help, no doubt, of demonic forces, I allowed myself to believe the report of people, the report of others, rather than believing the report of the Lord. But listen, that is no longer the case, auntie. Why do I say that? Because I have seen the glory of God in my life. Yes, I have. I've seen the glory of God in my life. I've seen where the Lord has brought me from. I've experienced the power of and the glory of God in a way that will not allow me to return to the quote unquote old ways of the church. Not me. I can't do it. I've experienced too much. I've learned too much. My eyes have been opened too much to the spiritual realm, to the things of God, to the glory of God, to the things of the kingdom of darkness. My eyes have been opened to too much. I have come out of that state of ignorance. Therefore, I cannot return to the old ways of the church. Not me. I can't do it. And by the way, I just want to say here, those who are praying for me, I know that you're out there. I know you're praying. And I thank you for that. Listen, your prayers are being heard from God. I'm speaking directly. Yes, I'm speaking directly to you. <laughs> yes, I am. I hear in the spirit someone thinking when they hear this. Is he talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. God hears your prayers concerning me. Listen, God is working in my favor. I'm not there yet. He's got a lot more working on the inside of me to do. He's got a lot more working in my situation, my circumstance to do. But listen, God is working in my favor. And I'm extremely excited to share the goodness of the Lord with you. <laughs> the goodness in the land of the living that God is doing in my life. Listen, it may turn out to be a whole nother series. <laughs> My God from Zion. But I just want to say I thank you for your prayers. And I pray that God rewards you tremendously. Because I know you're praying for me. And yes, I am talking to you. So now let's get back on track. I just wanted to throw that in there at that time frame. Because listen, I can't go back. I can't go back. I've learned too much. I've learned too much. I can't go back to the old way. I don't, it don't sit right with me. I'm uncomfortable going back to the old way. Listen, we're getting back on track now. Because of what I've experienced due to not answering the call of God by running in the other direction like Jonah did, that is my testimony. No, I didn't say yes, Lord, right off the bat. Originally, I was easing my way in that direction. But honey, let me tell you, I let the, the things and the ways of, of people come in and, and make me run in the other direction. So because of what I, I have experienced by not answering the call of God, listen, God took out the switch. He took out the belt. Listen, the Bible tells us we will be whipped with a many stripes. We know to do right. We don't do it. We will be whipped with many stripes. But those who don't know 
and don't do they're gonna be whipped with few stripes because they have the opportunity to know somebody said something to them about God so when we stand before the father God said if we knew it and we didn't do it we're gonna be beat with many stripes but those that didn't know to a certain extent they're gonna be they still gonna get whooped they still gonna get beat but they, they're not going to have as many stripes as us, those of us that know my God from Zion. So that's why I am telling you, because of my experiences that I experienced because I did not answer the call of God. I am coming to you today admonishing you answer the call of God on your life accept the invitation come on don't be like the originally called those originally invited don't do like them and turn away embrace the call be like Jeremiah Jeremiah didn't want to preach to the people but God put a word in him and, and it was like as a fire he could not help himself even though the people did not listen to him, Jeremiah, we're talking about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. He wept because the people wouldn't listen to him. The people continued to do evil. This man preached the same message. different words maybe but it was the same message overall and the people didn't listen and then they ended up in captivity Babylonian captivity listen Jeremiah is not an easy book to read but listen we're just talking about the call that God called Jeremiah and how he's calling us today now listen now we're going to go over the original notes from 2007. I want to say 2007, but 2007. These are somewhat the original notes. And listen, you can see where my mindset was. You can see what level I was on. Listen, I don't care nothing about no level no more. Listen, as long as God is saying yes to me, as long as God is showing things to me, as long as I'm going in the right direction and God is pleased with what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. When God is not taking out the belt and whooping my behind, listen, I don't, I, I could care less about a level in the sight of men is what I'm saying. Come on now. In the sight of men, I could care less of how men see me. Because I serve a God that sees me. He sees me for who I am. He sees me for what I can do. The potential that he's placed on the inside of me. That God. That's the God I'm talking about. I'm not talking about what man can see. What man knows. How man is reacting to me. I'm talking about God. Listen, I don't come to a point in my life of what man got to say is irrelevant. But here, let's go over my 20 or my 2007 notes. Listen, Jeremiah 1, 1 through 4. And it might be uh, kind of nice to read the actual scripture to understand what I'm talking about. Because see, God is calling Jeremiah here in chapter 1. Jeremiah was called by God to be a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah. And during this time, the nation was rebelling against God and were relying on political alliances. Come on, there's those politics again. They were relying on political alliances to gain deliverance from its enemies. My God, God is calling for a mouthpiece in this day and in this time. Why? There are so many people hurting. So many dismayed, so many looking for answers, confused, brokenhearted, captive by the enemy. That's why 
God is looking for a mouthpiece in this day and in this age. And we are talking about 2023. We are talking about the 20th century. Listen, Matthew 28 and 19 states, Jesus is telling the disciples, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. This is the great commission. Jesus told the disciples to go forth, baptize, preach, teach all nations, not just in your uh, surroundings, but all nations. Now, Jesus gave us all the authority to act on his behalf. He appointed us to perform specific duties such as showing all nations the truth. Listen, we freely have received and we freely must give. Listen, we're going on to verse 5 in Jeremiah chapter 1. Verse 5, you can read it at your own pace. Listen, but my notes read Romans 8. Listen, Romans 8, we are called according to God's purpose, which is his will. Those who he foreknew, those that he knew beforehand, he also predestined. <clears throat> he already had a plan for your life, already had a plan for your destiny. God is waiting for us to step into the plan that is set before us. <clears throat> Excuse me, the devil is at work. God said he would take or make the crooked path straight. The path that would be so plain that a fool could not err. And whom he predestined, them he also called. <coughs> God has placed the urge within you the called, just like he did Jeremiah. God has placed inside you the call, the urge to preach, teach, prophesy, and whatever else he has called you to do. We must accept the call and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. My God from Zion, come on. This is my mindset back in 2007. Hold up the bloodstained banner. That is what we must do. We are not and we will never. Now these are new notes. We're going to hold up the bloodstained banner. We are not and we will never wave a white flag. That means accepting defeat. We will never do that. Not on my watch. Mm -mm. Never. Not after what I've been through. Not after what I've seen God do. I would never wave a white flag. Listen, listen, listen. We are the chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. And holy nation. A peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You can read that in 1 Peter 2 and 9. We are set apart from all others. Come on, somebody. It is no mystery why the enemy, the devil and his cohorts, fights against you so hard. It's no mystery to that. Why? Because you're called to do the will of the Lord. You're called to do something in the kingdom of God. Listen. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a job. Everybody has a call to walk in. Listen, the scripture tells us that the hand or the fingers, if you will, if you want to go deep, the hand cannot tell the ears, there is no need for you. The eye cannot tell the toes, there is no need for you. Come on. The mouth, uh-uh. Cannot tell the legs there's no need for you. It's a whole body. <laughs> As the people will say today, I don't know if I'm using that in contents, but it is a whole body. 
that we have, that the that God has, the body of Christ is a whole body. Listen, we all have a part to play. And there is no mystery why the enemy fights you so hard. Fights you in finances. Fights you in your mind, depression. Fights you in your body, illness, sickness. Come on, fights you in your marriage, arguing and fussing. Fights you with your in 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 your family set, your kids. They're doing everything that they're big enough to do. There is no mystery to that. Come on, somebody. We got to look at the spiritual, spiritual aspects of it. Why is this a cycle in my life? Why is a, a, a cycle? It continues to roll. It continues uh, this month. Beginning of the month, I'm good. Next month, I'm good. But the next month, I'm back in that same cycle. The same thing is going on. Come on, somebody. Let's recognize the ways of the devil. That's why I'm telling you the inside source. That's why I'm telling my testimony. That's why the inside source is a continuous series. There is so much to tell. The cycles of the devil. They move in cycles. Come on, somebody. I said we were going to be done with the inside source for today. But listen. From my experience. Cycles. Do a research on cycles. Think about your life and ask God to open your eyes to the cycles. It's done in cycles. And I'm going to leave that alone. My God from Zion. Now listen, we are set apart from all others. It is no mystery why the enemy is fighting up against you so hard. Listen, in 2 Timothy 8, uh, chapter 1, verse 8 through 14, Paul told Timothy to guard the gospel, preach the word, endure hardship, and fulfill your charge, fulfill your call. And listen, we have to do the same thing. Listen, there is a series about the books of Timothy. Go back and listen to what Paul had to say to Timothy. Timothy was a young man, but he had to guard the gospel he had to stand up for the gospel listen that's why i say we are not holding up no white flags over here hear me if you have to do anything with sister alley cat's tea if you are on board with this train listen we are not holding up any white flags over here we are in this thing and we are in it to the death listen from my experiences for what i've gone through for what i've seen god do for what god has told me personally it won't be no white flags over here Paul told Timothy to guard the gospel. Come on, somebody. You got your war clothes on. You got your sword in your hand. You got your weapons, your arsenal. You got your bag with everything in that arsenal. Do you have that on? Come on now, we got to keep it on. We can't be taking it off and being laxy-daisy. Guard the gospel. Listen, Jesus said such and such. <laughs> and you best believe what he said is coming to pass. Yes, he did. God said that. Yes, he did. He said many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he's going to deliver us out of them. That's what God said, and I'm standing on it. You cannot tell me something different. And I believe it. God said that. That's a promise from God. He said, you're going to have afflictions, but I'm going to deliver you out of them all. That is a promise. Come on, somebody. I'm just using that as an example. That's a promise. God promised it. Guard the gospel. Preach the word. 
regardless of what man have to say, who are we going to obey? We're going to obey God or man. Whose report are we going to believe? We're going to believe the report of man or we're going to believe the report of God? Paul told Timothy to endure hardship. You're going to go through something, Timothy, with these people, these church folk. You're going to go through something with these church folk. But I want you to fulfill your charge. Fulfill your call regardless of what you go through with the church folk. Come on, somebody, go back to that series, the books of Timothy, and hear what Paul had to say to Timothy, a young man, in the gospel. But you want Timothy, Paul wanted Timothy to hold his post and do it well. My God from Zion. Let's go on to verse 6, Exodus 4, verses 10 through 12. Jeremiah saying that, you know, he's young. But we're going to go back to what Moses had to say to the Lord. Exodus 4, 10 through 12. Moses said, and it's going to be paraphrased. I'm not going to read every single word. Moses, oh my Lord, I am not eloquent. I am slow of speech and I am slow of tongue. God, who had made man's mouth? Ooh. Can you imagine you said something like that to God and God come back with, who made man's mouth? Or who make it the dumb or deaf or sin or blind? Have not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Oh my God, I'm sorry. there's no more excuses, Moses. <laughs> I'm not eloquent of speech. I'm slow to speak. I got a slow tongue. God said, who made your mouth? I'm the one who make people dumb, deaf, see, or blind. I, the Lord. Is the one who do, does that. Therefore go. Go do what I told you to do. And I will be with your mouth. And I will teach you what to say. My God from Zion. If anybody's thinking like that. I'm, oh Lord I'm young. I know you got a call on the inside of me. Because you put that urge on the inside of me. Just like you did Jeremiah. <coughs> Excuse me. I can feel it. I, I can feel something on the inside. It's like fire. You know, I, I, I'm always in the word. I'm always uh, uh, listening to the things of God. I'm always, I'm always thinking on you, God. I'm always thinking of your word. I'm always thinking about the things of God and, and, and how to do this and how to do that and how to help somebody. And, you know, I'm always, this is the mindset that I have. Yes, God has placed it on the inside of you. I'm always dreaming. I'm always having these dreams, these, these prophetic dreams. And, you know, these things always come true. Lord God, but I'm young. I'm a babe. I don't know nothing. I come off the street. I'm a thug. I don't know nothing about these things. I never, I didn't come up in the church. I'm not conditioned. I'm not religious. I don't know the, the, the protocols and the, the plans of, of a church service. I don't know these things. And I'm just using these for examples. But listen, what God said. What did he tell Moses? I, I'm the one who made you, basically. God is saying to you, the one that's saying all these things. He's the one that made you. So therefore go, I called you out of the street. I sent my services. Why? Because the ones that I called that were conditioned, those that were in the church sitting on the pews year after year, I called them and they would not come. They would not do my will according to the way I want it done. They do the things that they want to do. They are programs. You know I got a problem with that because I keep saying that. 
That's what they do. But that's not what I want. No more vain sacrifices, said the Lord. I am Okoshi. You go and do what I say do. And I will be with your mouth. And I will teach you what to say. Thus said the Lord. No more excuses. My God from Zion, no more excuses. Listen, guys, we are at the end of this. I'm assuming it's going to be two episodes, but we it might get so good. We might have to have three. But listen, this is a word or a, a word that I penned back in 2007. Embrace the call. The call is the call where with God himself had called you. He has put a burning on the inside of you. He has put an urge on the inside of you. I tinkling a feeling on the inside of you and you know it's there you can feel it but you maybe not understanding what it is maybe you're afraid maybe you don't know what to do with it listen listen answer the call of God do like Samuel did the baby did listen God was calling him and he would go and tell Eli you called me but Eli said no I did not call you go back and lay down and then he would hear God call him again he would go back to the man of God and say you did call me then the man of God realized that God was calling the child and he said you go back and lay down when you hear the call again you tell the Lord it is I I hear you God let God know that you hear him speaking to you tell God God I know that you have called me I know that you placed something on the inside of me to do your will Lord I am here I am accepting the call I am embracing the call I am accepting the invitation Lord I don't know nothing about doing your will I don't know nothing about the church I don't know nothing about your word but you tell God God here I am Use me. Be with my mouth and teach me what I shall say because you made my mouth. You made me and you called me off the streets. Come on, somebody. My God from Zion. The word of God is right by itself. The word of God is good. And I am excited about the word. My God from Zion. I am so glad that the Lord dealt with me about this scripture because listen, God is calling his people in this day and age. Listen, this word is so relevant for this time right now. God is calling, listen, he's tired of the religious folks. Many of the the, the generals have gone on to be with the Lord. Many of those who were pouring into the people who were real and, and true and tried and, and loved God and wanted to do the things of God. Many of the generals are gone on to be with the Lord. Listen, listen. God is tired of the religious folks just like Jesus was weary with the scribes and the Pharisees. He said, you standing in the door. You won't go in and you won't let nobody else go in. My Gotham Zion, that's enough right there to make me angry. You standing at the door, you religious devil. You won't go inside the gate. And those that are trying to get inside, you standing there blocking their way. You're standing there giving your opinions. Come on, somebody. Don't leave me hanging. You know it's right. It's tight, but it's right. Religious folk won't go in the door and won't let nobody else in. My God from Zion. Somebody go back and read. Come on. I want you to go back and read Matthew. Read it where Jesus was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. Matthew 23. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Sister Allie Cat's tea. 
where we talk about all things church-related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. Remember to like, comment, follow, share, and come back again. Listen, guys, I love you, and we will talk soon. Be blessed.